0: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the South Bay Show, Manhattan Beach Chamber 360, on August 31st, 2018. Live, love, laugh, and leave a legacy. That's what we do here in the South Bay of Los Angeles, and it's a beautiful place to do just that.
1: The South Bay Show is brought to you by the Manhattan Beach Chamber of Commerce. The Manhattan Beach Chamber of Commerce has been serving the city of Manhattan Beach for over 60 years, and they are dedicated to promoting a strong local economy by supporting the community, providing valuable business connections, and representing business with government. The chamber staff is focused on providing its membership with the tools and resources to help businesses grow and thrive within the community.
0: I'm your host, Joe Terry, and you can read all about our many adventures on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash The South Bay Show. Persistence, passion, principle, and purpose, that's what we talk about here on The South Bay Show. And, of course, joining us today as producer and co-host, the president and CEO of the Manhattan Beach Chamber, Mr. Mark Lips. And of course, with us because of our great partnership with South Bay by Jackie dot com, and executive producer of the South Bay Show, Jackie Balestra. Hey, Jackie, Mark, how are you guys doing today?
2: It's Friday. It it's is really Friday for you. Oh, I, I, yeah, it is Friday, and it's going into a long weekend. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm loving it. I just, it's, I just want to kick back. I don't think I have any really huge plans. So I think I may just like add two pounds, three pounds, maybe. I like it. I like it. I, well, my long week,
1: yet. my long weekend is going to stretch into an extra long week because uh, I know little, I'm going on a little trip
2: next week. I'm very excited I, about okay, it. Okay, now I know you're headed north. Where, where, where are you going?
1: Going and to what? Kalispell. Going to Kalispell, Montana, with a girlfriend. Um, we're going up to uh it's we're we're just flying into Kalispell uh we're staying at a resort a, a little south of it and we're going up for a it's a poker week up there um Todd not even gonna, Run-
2: yeah okay mm-hmm.
1: uh, one of the <laughs> one of the poker stars world T- poker tour stars Todd Runson he mm-hmm. does this week long it's like a, it's like a poker camp yeah and and, and they're, I, they're I hear all, the girls
2: know. are just flocking to that. I, I, uh, it's,
1: uh, you, you, you'd
2: be surprised.
1: You'd be surprised it, really? how many
2: of these things, yes, yes. My, well, friend, I just find, my, You know what? When I think of the girls' trip, because I'm thinking of my wife and others, I don't think that would even be in the top 50 to run off to a poker tournament in Montana for my wife. I mean, that um, that's – so you're a poker – I'm not sure I knew that, but I, I – now it makes sense, but you're a poker player then.
1: I have always been. I've been a poker player my whole life. My daddy taught yeah, yeah, yeah. me at his
2: feet. Yeah, I don't no, think I'm, you can I'm, leave I'm, Long Island without being a poker player. <laughs>
0: so, the, uh, uh,
2: so you're going to go up there, but you're, not, uh, you're just going to play in surrounding games. Or you're not competing, or do you compete? Other than well, in your it, game you compete, but do you compete against other tables, or do you get eliminated, in other words?
1: Well, it's it's. Have you ever seen the poker games on TV
2: from Vegas? Yeah,
1: it's it's just like that. It's just like that. There's a bunch of tables, and people are playing, and people eventually get knocked out, and they combine the tables. You know, as as the as the competitors get smaller and smaller, and you end up with your final table, and then okay, so you are competing.
2: You can get eliminated.
1: Yes, absolutely. It's not just
2: running out of money like in a normal game. This is. You go oh, and you're trying money. to win. Um,
1: well, when you get eliminated, you, you ran out of money. You, you know, that's when you're eliminated yeah. is when you run out right, of money. Right, right. Okay,
2: but right. True. It's the, it's
1: the same format. It's the same format, but this is a week-long – it's a learning experience, and you learn by playing. Mm. And, and throughout the week, there are, there are just games going on all the time, and you can, you sure. can sit in. Or You don't have to. I, I personally, I'm bringing my rod and reel. I'm going to be doing some fly fishing. Um, you know, if I'm in the mood to play, I'll play. If I'm not in the mood oh, to play, I'll play. You're just
2: breaking all the glass ceilings. <laughs> well, now I'll- you're fly fishing.
1: I've, I've, I've another fought, I've fought another
2: another thing that didn't end up on the top 50 list with my wife going somewhere <laughs> to
1: do. Well, well, let me tell you something. If your wife tried, she'll it, make I bet that she
2: fish. She'll cook that fish for she'll you. She'll cook that fish.
1: Well, <laughs> if if your wife tried it, I bet she would love it. Uh, it it's it's be. top top mm-hmm. half dozen things that I love to do. You know, if I'm yeah. going to go on vacation, if I have an opportunity to go fly fishing, my husband and I uh, do a big fly fishing trip every year, a different part of the country. We love it. Um, but this this trip, it's, it's funny because my girlfriend, Missy, she goes every year. Uh, we met at a poker tournament years and years ago, um, and we've been fast friends since, and we play at all the local tournaments in the South Bay together.
2: Okay, so um, she lives here.
1: Yeah, she lives here. Yeah, she lives here and okay. we we go to the poker tournament at the 900 Club every year. We go to the uh, Hermosa Beach Firefighters ha- ha- has a fo- poker tournament every year as a fundraiser. Uh there are several Oh, by the, the way,
2: mountains. Michaels Learning Place has a poker tournament coming up. Yes.
1: I saw that. You I'm could probably, probably go. take
2: all their money.
1: Well, no, you'd be surprised. You'd be surprised because Yeah. the the big the big serious ringers poker tournaments. Yeah. I went to the one well, again that's their this job, year,
2: right? And, I mean,
1: Yeah. I went to the one again this year at the 900 club and I was sitting at a table with nine ringers. I mean, all really, really
2: professional poker players. So, Um, mm
0: -hmm.
2: I'm curious. I'm playing poker. Okay. I mean, you have these cards, you know what makes a good hand or if you have a good hand, what is it that sets one poker player off from another? Why is, one person. When you say a ringer, what do they have that? I mean, everybody knows what a full house is, what a four of a kind is. What? What is it? And, and this is the naivety of me coming out because I've always been lucky at love, never at gambling. And what is it that sets one person off from the other?
1: It. You know, it's a number of things. First off, it's the cards you get. All right. So there is right. an element of, of luck involved there, right. but. It's it, it, seriously. It's a lot of these people have cojones.
2: You know, they'll do hmm. something
1: um, that you just don't expect, or you know, you
2: know, they'll oh, go so all in. You mean bluffing, bluffing, and, and yeah.
1: yeah. Well, you have to have you have to have some nerves of steel to do a lot of what these guys do.
2: Um, like and what then you mean, all, all in that sort of thing? Saying okay, yeah. I'm all in. Okay. Absolutely.
1: Yeah.
2: Be ready like going,
1: to be ready to lose it all. In, going in. With a pair of twos, going all in with a pair of twos, so you know. They're just, so they're just
2: throwing. In that case, they're just throwing their weight around because they can afford to lose where maybe the person across from you can't. They know that, that. So they're no going can, on. No one can afford no, no, to no. lose all in. No, no,
0: no. <laughs> no,
1: no no no, but, no, 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 no. What it is, is intimidating people.
2: Right. When that's you sit what
1: I mean. at a table and somebody's going all in, say you got a pair of kings, and on the first round, somebody goes all in, you're like, oh, shoot, what do they have a pair of? It's, there's intimidation factors. And then there's also reading the other players. You know, other tell. players have tells. Right. Yeah, you know. So there's a bunch of it's 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 very intricate. There's a lot going on. But then you could have somebody that shows up at the table that doesn't know a damn thing and just store everybody's game off.
2: Well, you I know, did so read right, right, right. The rookie he comes in and just yeah. you know he's you no know, he's just there and willing to lose it, and it, go crazy. It's and, like
1: and, it's like yeah. having that it's like having that person sit at the end of the uh, blackjack table that screws everybody up. They don't know what they're doing. You know they, they they're showing they're showing uh, 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 the dealer showing a four and they yeah. take a hit you know they have a two show, you know so so right. th- there's a lot going on there's a lot going on yeah
2: so and I think I read something about these guys too is just like sports teams they will study previous tournaments and watch for tells on, on oh, yeah. people they know they're going to be playing against and they start <clears> building <throat> a dossier or you know a, a, a whole profile on these on their on their competitors.
1: Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Well, the, the guys at the high levels, the professionals. Yeah, why?
2: Yeah, why do they let guys wear sunglasses? Why do they let poker players wear <laughs> sunglasses? I would think that, you know, everybody should have to show their eyes. Everybody should have to. No, know. that's
1: one of the, the eyes are yeah. one of the big tell. Eyes are one of the big tells. They're lying. I know. You know so why won't
2: people. they? Why don't they make it? You know, well, make <laughs> them not wear sunglasses.
1: Nobody said poker is fair. You know. Oh, okay. You know, All
2: right. You know, So you'll wear. You'll wear. You'll be wearing sunglasses at the table and a hoodie no i and a hoodie
1: i don't and, and earphones right <laughs> i see those guys they have their right. earbuds in with sunglasses and a hoodie and you're like are they even paying attention no yeah, they're getting sunglasses.
2: signals from somebody that's what i would worry yeah, about there you go i
1: know i don't wear sunglasses i'm I'm a pretty low-key player i don't i'm not boisterous you know there are people at the table that can be really loud and obnoxious there are yeah, other there people are very, that are okay involved. quit talking
2: about me the the this is what i would <laughs> that would be see that would my tell i, I couldn't do it I would have tell, people would love. Oh, I so want to play with Mark Lips. You know, yeah. he could have two twos and be excited. He, he you know, yeah. he, wow, two of the same kind. Oh, okay, calm down, Mark, calm down. <laughs> you know, and they're just all over there going, hmm. <laughs> but yeah. it might work well, for I, me because they're going, how can he be so excited about that if it's just two twos? Is. It must be four twos. He's too yeah. excited. I'm folding. You know, it might actually work for me. <laughs> So What I should do is yeah, just I, be excited. I should just be excited about everything. That way they won't know. I, can't have, I don't have a clue will, what Mark thinks. They will have no
1: idea. He thinks you know, the single ace is, is
2: the best thing in the world. What the heck?
0: So. There's, I, there's I think I of, have a clue. Hmm? I have a clue what Mark thinks. I'm just looking what? at Happy Friday Neighbors. I, I read it's like that this like a, a deep dive into the mind of Mark Lips.
1: Oh, yeah, it's a deep dive. I have to tell you something about about Happy Friday Neighbors, your newsletter. You know, it's so funny. When I'm out and about the South Bay and I meet new people and they always come up to me and they say, oh, my goodness, I get your weekend guide. I love it. I get comfortable. You know, I get rid of all the other stuff I have to deal with, and then I get my coffee and I sit down and I take my time and I read it, you know, paragraph by paragraph, and they just love it. That's how I feel about your happy – Friday neighbors
2: newsletter. It's like See, I I thought you were gonna say stuff. I thought you were gonna say and they tell me, Oh, they love it, they get it every weekend, they read it, blah 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 and, and we love it that you call it Happy Friday neighbours. Uh, <laughs> well no, I well,
1: that's how I feel that's how I feel about your
2: newsletter, yeah. you know,
1: because I have right, to spoil right, right. over mine. Um but I get one in the mail every Friday morning and my email every Friday morning and I get to sit back and relax and yeah. read what's going on in Manhattan Beach, which I really enjoy.
2: Well, thank you. It doesn't even touch, you know, it's the tip of the iceberg or what's going on. I mean, yours is much more comprehensive in that area. I'm kind of all over the board, you know. Some like that dog picture was a lady I ran into on our street who just got a puppy. I mean, I know the family. They just got a little puppy. So that's their new member of the family. Um, right. uh, you know, right. that they have Ollie. and uh, you know, that right. And then that that house a friend of mine used to live in that house rent that house and it's because mm-hmm. it's a regular house right now but back in the 60s and uh, uh early up into the early 70s it was a general store right there in the 500 block of, of right. Rose grants. and they and and i i got it off manhattan beach haunts which is a great little facebook group and People post stuff, and and one lady—I mean, a lot of them must be 80 years old—that are posting things because they're going. Remember when we used to go to that little general store on Rosecrans? What was it called? And then people start going, "Oh, that was Reds. Red was so great, you know, and all that." And then one lady was saying, "Yeah, and it was just crazy—that crazy Garage Band next door." And then someone said, "You know, that was the Doors." You know, I mean, it was—it it was just really fun yeah. history. But the Doors used to practice because it was. Uh, manrick's uh aunt or, or mom or something lived right next door, and they would all practice there at the house. And everybody would, you know, ah, oh, mm-hmm. that band next door, you know. And um, mm-hmm. it was the Doors in the early days.
0: So. Fun. Now, kind of fun. I have to ask you, Mark, one more thing about Happy Friday, the Impossible Burger. Tell me about that.
2: Oh, I got it. Well, I to- Look at Google Impossible Burger because I did it. Uh, they actually have one. it listed I've as the it. Impossible Burger uh, at this at this restaurant that's where um, um, Mermaids used to be. And now right. there's this restaurant in there, uh, Slater 5050. Slater 5050, well, yeah. Yeah, they yeah. pride themselves on that. You know, 50% meat and then 50% bacon. Oh, holy cow. You know, literally, holy cow. And pig. And the. Uh, uh, <laughs> But so my friend, you know, there wasn't much fish on the menu. There was some pokey, but I didn't. I was tired of pokey, and I they did have. Oh, they said, oh, you don't eat meat, and they pull out this little teeny menu, and it's their vegetarian menu, and they have what on there they're promoting as the Impossible Burger, and I thought, oh, they're calling it the, but no, that's the brand, and so you know, so I ordered it, and I got to tell you, it's, I mean, geez, if you're looking for the texture and the feel and the, the 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 you know like meat uh, that that they do a really great job and i so i googled and, it and i it's a whole yeah. it's a whole uh, company and and who makes it, these plant based impossible products
0: foods. impossiblefoods.com impossible foods. Foods. when you eat and, that and, were you were you hungry hours later after eating that
2: uh well i think i'm always hungry hours later but um i mean yeah I mean you're i yeah i I'd it was probably... it was
0: filling i mean I just think some some veggie burgers are quite light and airy, and so forth. Mm-hmm. This one really felt like eating meat it was really good, oh so you had it i have
2: they're at uh oh. they're at uh okay. island they have they have impossible burgers impossible at Burger island okay, well, this is my first experience so I uh uh and then you have to look at how they're made. I mean, some, you know, you have your black bean veggie burgers, you have your different ones. Uh, you know, if you go to the spot, they make their own veggie burger. Um, if you go to Veggie Grill, they get theirs from um oh, what's the uh um meat uh, uh, fake you know, um tofu tofu? No, in El Segundo. There's a oh. company in uh-huh. uh Beyond Meat. I think it's called Beyond Meat. Beyond Meat. And yes, sir. That's Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh uh they're they're the ones who supply all the veggie grills with their burgers and and they do a good job too and you know, but this was really um best I've ever had. So right. I'll have to try right. it. I'll have to try yeah. it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So um, so you did uh well I mean if you go to Slater City fifty, I'm sure it sounds like you can get it other places too. Maybe go on to Impossible Foods and see where else it is. Uh but um I I think go those gotta be short term leases with uh Slater City 50 and playa uh, Why? Wow. Well because they're putting a hotel <laughs> there. Oh. Yeah, eventually, yeah. yeah. Oh. Yeah. So I know those yeah. are all short-term leases. So, well, well, and, speaking, and if you look, you, you'll see Slater's has there's a big food truck. So I think they're really in the food truck business, or maybe they, and have this restaurant temporarily. Uh, but right, um, right. they have their big food truck out front of it, beside well, the. Speaking you sure?
1: since you since you brought up since you brought up Slater's right there, mm-hmm. just off the corner of Pier Boulevard by the Pier uh, Pier Avenue by the by the Hermosa Pier, um, I just wanted to mention. <clears throat> I know Joe saw it in my weekend guide yesterday but uh last week I did an audio walking tour of um uh Hermosa Beach uh Experience oh, wow. GPS tours and um it it was fantastic really uh, it's yeah it's about a 70 well they 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 do like a like a free preview one um, and then they have a full tour, 75-minute tour, and it's normally $9.99, but right now it's only $0.99 because they're looking to get some buzz and get people to do reviews, you know, on their on their mm-hmm. website. Mm-hmm. So I did it, and it centers around the music scene in Hermosa over the last hundred years. Hmm. And, and you start at the base of the Hermosa Beach, you, you put your earbuds in, and there's a little preview. Well, before the, the tour starts, there's some, they give you some uh, information on how to use the app. Uh, the full tour is broken up into six chapters. Um, you start at the base of the Hermosa Beach Pier. They give you a little history of Hermosa, and then you start this walking tour. And right next to where Slater's is, where that um, am, am parking lot is, used to be a place called Zucos, and it was a big music spot. And the tour takes you no further than two or three blocks um, north, east, and south. So it's not like, you know, you're trudging miles or anything. Mm-hmm. It's a really easy tour. And you go in and around Hermosa Beach, and you go to all of these places. And on your phone or your tablet are historical pictures. You know, so you're standing there looking at the empty lot, and then you look at your phone, and you see what Zuko's used to look like. And you're listening, and it's telling you all about it. And, and you know, and then, of course, the lighthouse and then the old Baptist church where where the punk scene. Yeah, that's begins. where Black Flag stuff. and all those guys. Yeah, church. yeah. And then and you walk down to the other park where the Biltmore used to be. Um, mm-hmm. The Beach Boys played there with the Del Airs. It, it, it was really, really well done. The narration was fantastic. Um, wow. they get into, What's the name of the company? It's called Experience GPS Tours. And you go on your phone. You look for it in the app, right, uh, in your app section. And you it you download it for free, and then right now they just have two two tours up but for most of Formosa, the free preview, and then the one the the seventy five minute one and as I said, it's only ninety nine cents right now, so um mm. do it. I highly recommend it, and then they on the tour, they even have you going into some buildings where some little history still exists, you know, right. like you know the where the Abigail is used to be where this Baptist church was, where all these punk bands practiced and lived. And there's interesting history, like you walk by like the Yak and Yeti, and they tell you go on in. They're expecting you, you know. So I imagine. Oh wow. That, yeah. So so I, I I highly recommend it, do it. You'll love it, Mark. You'll really, you'll really like it because there's all these great little history tidbits that you probably don't know about, you wow. know. Wow.
2: And well, and a yeah. lot of it yeah.
1: you, you wouldn't know about it. So and it, and as I said, it goes back a hundred years.
2: I love that. I love that. That's um, oh man. How um. I've got to uh yeah, I'm gonna go on there and take a look at that. you know the best absolutely the best most eye opening most interesting tour like that of course we we had a guide it wasn't i'm sure I'm sure there's probably an audio tour, but we had a guide, and he had a picture book with him which showed us I did the Venice walking tour, mm mm-hmm. mhm, and I gotta tell you you will you will you will go, holy cow, what this place used to be at the turn of the 20th century, turn of the 19th century into the 20th century, up until like 1925. And that's when it became incorporated by the city of Los Angeles. But the first sushi place, you know, that was the, that was the, it it really the reason it was Venice because it had been developed and there were canals everywhere. Right, right. All (laughs) over Venice. I mean, and they led out onto piers where big shows were and there was one where a train would come right out and you the the performer literally stepped off the train onto the stage on the you know at the pier where everybody and i mean all of the underground you know back then went, women couldn't um walk around uh on the strand or you know on the boardwalk um uh, in swimsuits so all the the Waldorf and i mean not Waldorf but the um, uh, Ritz Carlton and the, you know the really expensive hotels that were all there um, had elevators that took them down to uh, a tunnel, and the tunnel led out and popped up on the beach, and that's how they got out to the beach. And then later on in Prohibition, those tunnels were used to bring in um, whiskey off the boo, Canadian boo. post, you know, into uh, <laughs> and they're beginning they're beginning to uh, open because they all had speakeasies, and they're beginning to open some of those tunnels now too, and and go in there and. Clean them out. Yeah,
1: I'm, I'm. I'm really hoping that this guy Adam, he, it's his company. Um, it, it, it's this tour is very specific. As I said, it gives you a well-rounded picture of Hermosa. You know, the bikers used mm-hmm. to hang out there and all this stuff. Yeah, but it focuses on 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 the music, and that's mm-hmm. that's specifically Hermosa. But I'm really hoping that he does these for all of the every. Every right. city in the South Bay has its own little history. You know, Lomita has the railroad. And, you know, right. there's a lot of, there's a ton of history, and and I, I really hope that he, well, his plan is he's doing more, obviously, but I I really hope that he gets several more up and running in the South Bay, because there's right. so much history that, you know, unfortunately a lot of things are torn down, things change. Yeah. Uh, but he really did his homework with the Historical Society, getting all of these photographs, which okay, I love. Okay, so that, he
2: worked with the Historical Society?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he worked with the Historical Society, Some maybe some history professors at oh, the man. schools. Oh, man, I've he, got he to... Know, uh, yeah, he got a yeah. bunch of stuff. And there's hundreds, there's hundreds of pictures in each
0: chapter. Well, I got to call
2: this guy and maybe hook him up. Uh, have a meeting here with our historical society and see if we if there's something uh, worth doing here in Manhattan Beach because those are great visitor. Uh, oh, opportunities.
1: absolutely, uh, totally. You he know? has to do Torrance. He has to do Torrance. Torrance has a yeah. ton of history, and Torrance, fortunately, still has a lot of the older buildings. You know, Torrance still has quite a few of the older buildings. So, you know, in addition to El mm-hmm. Segundo. El mm-hmm. Segundo has, oh, my goodness, El Segundo has a history. So, yeah, yeah. so uh, check that experience GPS tours. I'm um, I'm very excited about it.
2: Yeah, I love that. I love that. Yeah. Wow. The the only thing you can't do uh, in Hermosa and Manhattan Beach right now is take that tour on an e-scooter. Well. Yes. Right. Yes. <laughs> on a shared no. e-scooter. Now, if you wanted to have your own e-scooter or go rent one, that's one thing, but – one that you could just do dockless, where you just drop it off. Yeah, you you can't do that.
0: So is well, that I is haven't... that the is that the difference, Mark? I mean, you can ride yeah. any personal conveyance vehicle of your own. Yeah. But you can't. But just right. we don't it's want the shared, companies the sh- dropping them off. Yeah,
2: because right. it's it's the shared programs where they're just dropping them in the middle of the sidewalk.
0: They're I'm dockless. done. I've
2: gotten to where I'm going. It's dockless. Oh. I'm I'm where I needed it, to be. I'm just going to lean it, it against stopped. the building someone else can grab it. they That's what they're trying to stop.
1: Yeah, and by the way, Torrance just banned them uh, mm-hmm. this earlier this week. El Segundo finally put a moratorium on them.
0: Right. Manhattan, right. Manhattan,
1: Beach, Manhattan Beach banned them. Uh, yep. And Manhattan Beach, right. I was reading, uh, I got the press release from the police department, I was reading, mm-hmm. and it was like, you can't even operate one. So if you get one from another city and break down it, you mm-hmm. can't even yeah. operate
2: boom. One. Nope. Yeah. Nope. You can't so, do that. We don't yeah. want them. You can drop them at the I, edge, walk into town, then go back and get it if it's still there. But you can't bring it into so. our city. But I think Hermosa I did the same thing, didn't they? I,
1: I haven't they banned.
2: Yeah. I, I thought I they banned these scooters too. I think they were a week before we did. And then oh, we okay. did it at last week's council meeting. And uh, and all of us are – it's not that we're going to – you know, this ban is going to be forever. We're all trying to figure – want time to discuss it and, and study it and figure out – because, for instance, San Francisco – just aligned with, you know, because we all hear about Lime and Bird as the two main billion-dollar scooter companies, right? Right. Um, Mm -hmm. San Francisco, and I'm trying to remember the name of it, but uh, San Francisco just did one, a deal with one, a company I've never heard of. And so I'm curious what their business plan is. i got to find that out because, you know, I think that's what it is, is we just don't like the business plans. The business models of these current uh, of, the, of the, those two big companies, Lime and, and Bird. Well, well,
1: well, for, well. First off, I I think it's a terrific idea, spe- specifically for that last mile, you know, commute if you're taking yeah. a train or a bus, mm-hmm. or you park your car and you got to walk five blocks. I I'm okay with it, but it can't be dockless. I don't know why they have an issue with putting mm-hmm. docks in. Like in New York, they have the city bike, and they have they have docks for these city bikes right. all over the city, and it's super popular. So I guess they're just trying to save money by not having, having docks
2: for them. Well, you know, no, that's exactly mm-hmm. what it is. They're, that's what we're saying, their business model. And we believe, exactly as you just said, that there needs to be locations. There needs to be stations. Right. You could have right. one on the north end. You could have one downtown. You could have one at Pollywog Park. You could have one at uh, uh, you know Manhattan Village or someplace. Uh, but there have to be places that these scooters have to go back to and uh
1: exactly homes. and my and,
2: my suggestion was talk to the hotels because they all have bike mm-hmm. rental programs talk to the hotels the stations are already there in place find a way and you know you got the seaview Inn on the north end that supplies bikes you got uh, uh shade that supplies bikes you got the marriott uh, or west drift that supplies bikes you got uh best western plus they supply bike you know all of these hotels have bikes and um, for their guests, why not have them create the business of, or maybe they could even line up with one of the companies and and be the the home base for for these scooters. So, yeah. And then yeah. the other thing people are worried about is you know there's been a proliferation of these scooters. Is if you know we had to nip it in the bud because you know, like I said before in, in another uh, in another Friday uh, call is. Um I mean we have pictures of them on Sepulveda. A guy on yeah. Sepulveda in his on his electric scooter with no helmet in the middle lane cruising down Sepulveda. I mean that's crazy. And so people are on <laughs> sidewalks and that's crazy. So you're not supposed to be on the bike path and people are on the bike path and those things. So we can't let it get to where it's so saturated that it becomes really a safety issue.
1: I mean, it's already <laughs> a safety issue. I saw listen yeah. to what I saw. Driving through – I was in Manhattan Beach uh, two weeks ago, ten days ago, and I'm driving up, uh, I think, Highland, and um, saw what might have been – she might have been a 13- or 14-year-old girl riding the scooter, standing up with a younger boy. He might have been 10 or 11, sitting at her feet, no helmets, in the street.
2: Oh, my gosh. See? Yeah,
1: and I thought, whoa, okay.
2: And then the other thing we, we – you know, when you're a small beach community, the other thing you have to think about is, do I have the resources to stop this? You say, well, arrest <clears> those guys. Uh, you know, send a message, blah, blah, blah. Well, geez, you know, um, there's only so many policemen we've got out at any one time controlling our right. – uh, and then when you th- – this is why sometimes people get upset, uh, you know, why? why did – you know, why did he let that particular offense go and went after that offense, even though it was a, a bigger offense? Yeah. Well, the thing is, every police person, when they stop someone and they give a – probably not a parking – I don't know. Um, I guess not a parking ticket, but if they have to write somebody up, they have to go back and do reports and all of this stuff. And after a while, you got to put a value on your time, you know. Um, right, should I right. go around and look for speeders in cars or should I spend all my time busting e scooters you know and uh uh you know so it 's resources too. The cities have to figure out okay if we 're going to enforce this and we 're going to put these rules in place how do we right. how do we manage it I mean look you know we we, mm-hmm. we quit we said no smoking, and we still have people who go out and smoke, but there aren 't enough police out there to really start you know, uh, ticketing people who are smoking. They're not, you know, yeah. no, Mark, well, I, w- well. I just want to do a quick, uh, uh,
0: station break and then we'll be back. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the South Bay show and you're, we're having a chamber chat with the president and CEO of the Manhattan beach chamber, Mr. Mark lips. And we're going to be talking more about what's going on in the city of Manhattan beach and, what's going on with these e-scooters and lots of other things. And uh, we'd love for you to join us if you can. Are we going to give out the phone number, Jackie? Uh, yeah, sure. If you're listening <laughs> live, give us, give us a call, 714-242-5288. That's 714-242-5288. We'd love to have your comment or question. Take it away, Jackie.
1: All right. Okay. So, um, Mark, since we're still talking about the scooters, uh, Mm -hmm. I posted the information that Manhattan Beach uh, Police Department sent me. And um, a woman – you know, I posted it all over social media, and I think it was on Facebook. A woman made a comment that she just returned. They were in San Diego for a vacation uh, for a week, and she said the entire city is littered with them. She said it is so awful. She yeah. said it's so awful. She said they're just laying on the street. Not even propped up against a building, just laying in the middle of the street, mm-hmm. you know, uh, uh, on curbs and doorways. And she said it was terrible. She said, I'm glad that, that, that you know, Manhattan Beach banned them. And as well, you said, Hermosa, Manhattan, El, El Segundo, Torrance. I haven't heard anything about Redondo yet. Have you?
2: Mm-mm. No, I haven't heard Not about it. Redondo. Uh, the, well, no, Bill Brand. Uh no, that was the social party social ordinance. Um that's what he was. Oh yeah. About. Okay. Yeah, um, he vita. Yeah. Yeah. The uh um I and, and that's what Hindsight, you know, you hate to. You you always want to be um, early adopters of things, so you, you're thought of as progressive and all of that. But some cases, it's best not to be. You know, let Santa Monica experiment with the scooters and all of that, and then see what happens. And that's what happened. You know, they were littered. Then uh, El Segundo was littered, and then El Segundo backtracked and said forget it never mind no no scooters uh because they saw what was happening and uh we of course in the south bay saw all those things we said no we got to stop this before it gets to that point here and they made preemptive strikes in the fact that they reached out to lime and bird and told them had meetings with them and said okay just want to let you know and you know the most famous comment is the one from steve napolitano to i think it was lime and he said you know if be careful about trying to do what you did in El Segundo because you may find the scooters at the end of the pier you know? right so, right um and that's that's yeah so i
1: think i I think they have a place um it just needs to be regulated, it needs to be- laws need to be enforced, you know, as we all know, there are still plenty of bicyclists that run stop signs you know, that run red lights, that go against traffic, you know, there, you know, mm-hmm. there, there will always be those. And, you know, it's funny. And I know in Redondo, they, they really crack down on that. Um, you're riding your bike, you know, I, I see bicyclists pulled over all the time being give, given tickets, you know, I, I, listen, and, and
2: if that's what it takes. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I mean, I, I got to tell you, and I'm a, you know, I was a bike rider for many years. I need to get back to it. But, um, uh, and I got stopped in Hermosa for running a, a stoplight. There wasn't anybody there, and there were three of us, and we just plowed right through, and we all got stopped. I mean, I should have kept going, but I turned around and came back with those guys. and
1: cost <laughs> me 200
2: and some dollars. I should have just left them. The, uh, um, but it's interesting because the bike coalition groups will stand up in front of city council and say how they want the same rights as drivers. Well, mm-hmm. if you want the same rights to the road – then you also have to adhere to the same rules and regs yes. that these guys. And so, you know, I just, it always bugs me. You know, I even said that one time to a guy. I he, I said, man, this guy, there were four cars at the at a four way stop, and this bicycle just blew right through it. Yep. You know? And yep. he goes, I said, that should be wrong. And he goes, are you kidding, bike? I, I do that all the time. I'm going, oh, man. And this guy was part of a bike coalition you know and I just gone, cheese and you're well, up there telling us that we need to you know
1: the South Bay Bicycle Coalition is a great organization and they do fight for bicyclist rights but yeah. they also offer a lot of classes on bike etiquette you know and the rules right. of the road you right. know um i i i obey and the I, rules. Think really I, I, <laughs> I think that's I really
2: it i think that's really it there needs to be you know it's kind of like the homeless i believe they need you know they're wondering what do i do with this 900 million i'm telling geez, give me 200 million of it and i'll show you what to do with it the, you know <laughs> first of all there needs to be a huge educational campaign out to all of the local businesses you know that a, a handout is not a hand up and at if it's during the week call these numbers if it's uh, uh on the weekend call this number and all of those things and start calling and get these guys into a database that's centrally located that database, which is what they're trying, which is what they're doing, so that everybody has access to all these people who are homeless and where they're from and what they, if they're on medication, things like that. Well, same thing with biking, because I still find people who just—it's not that they're, you know, uh, just flaunt. You know, what, what do you say? Uh, uh, you know,
1: flaunting the rules of the road. Flaunting the rules. Ignoring uh, them. Yeah. They, they just
2: are ignorant of the rules. A lot of them are. Yeah. You know, and so I even have, I had a kid the other day he said, now let's see, I'm supposed to ride against traffic and run with traffic. Right. And I said, Nope, it's the other way around. Nope. He goes, no, that can't <laughs> be. And I'm going, yes, it's the other way around run against ride with. So, right. you know, just little things like that, you know, and people just don't know they're not supposed to ride on the sidewalks. They grew up riding on the sidewalks. They're going to continue, you know, um, and, uh, and, and, and that's why you wear a helmet. if You're supposed to be on the street. You better have a helmet. Yeah. And, uh, well, that, that's another
1: thing, you know, isn't is isn't it the law that anybody under 16 has to be wearing a helmet, whether mm -hmm. it's a skateboard, a scooter, or a bicycle. And yet I still see a ton of kids, you know, Mm -hmm. running around without them, you know, and that's that's on their,
2: that's on their, there you go. There you go. There's the enforcement issue. If there is a policeman there, he might stop them. But I mean, I could sit here and look out my window on this street and, you know, we just don't have the resources where we control every street every twenty minutes. You know, uh, have someone cruising by there. It just we just yeah. don't have the resources. True. Which True. is so by the way, do- by the way, speaking of resources, if boy, it does it? Are you hearing? Uh, obviously, Hermosa did it. I'm hearing more and more about these cities going towards uh, uh, getting rid of their police and fire and going to county.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know why? Money. You know, yeah. Well, well, it's because of this pension,
2: pension. tsunami. Well, that's, that's what coming I mean. Where this pension yeah. tsunami is coming up, and these are one of the one of the uh, uh, ways that they want to handle it, and and it'll save them all this money. But my gosh, if there's ever a serious emergency, we're going to be last on the list to receive any kind of first responder help if it's a county program.
1: Yeah. Well, um, as you said, Hermosa did it. Uh, Redondo is looking into it. Um, I, and, I, Alaska, and Manhattan the,
2: Beach is looking into it.
1: Oh, Manhattan Beach is looking into it, too. That's I didn't That's what know I've that.
2: heard. That's what I've heard. Yep.
1: And, you know, the last election cycle for Pal, uh, Palos Verdes, Palos Verdes has their own police department, and the uh, residents got to vote on that in the last election cycle, whether or not to go count, go sheriff. Or to keep their police department, and they voted to keep their police department.
2: Oh, so would that? So that's a ballot issue. Uh, that's well, not a city Pal- decision.
1: For, for no, for Palos Verdes, it is. I, you know, every city's mm. different.
2: You know, every, yeah. you know,
1: in Redondo, if you're going to change zoning, people have to vote on it. You right. know, every city is different in that regard. So, uh, but Palos Verdes had the opportunity to vote on it, and they did. And, well, I don't. Uh,
2: I don't. I can't imagine any city voting to turn loose of a police or fire. You know,
1: you don't. You Well, you know, we know all of our local police and
2: fire, you know, you know. Well, them. that's my point. They, there is a there's a connection and you feel like they're there for you and yeah. you don't have to call a, 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 a number and have them come to you from another area. Uh, you know, even though there be a there would be a, a task force here. But the thing is, the, the county could pull them away, you know. Right. Uh, right. and And you'd be left, you know, with a skeletal crew. Um, you know,
1: so, it's, it's interesting because um, we just had National Night Out uh, earlier really? this month, and I so help me God, we must have had half the Torrance Police Force stop by at different points during the evening. Yeah. And it's great because when you're driving around your town and you're stopped at a light and a police car pulls up, you're like, "Oh, hi!" You know. I mean, I know a dozen of the officers on the Torrance Police Force by name. You know, I know, so, I, know well, yeah. site, I know a bunch of by sight, but I know a bunch by name.
2: But I'm so I'm wondering. Uh, you know, we should have okay, Jackie Joe. We should have somebody from uh, the Hermosa, well, from the city of Hermosa, on to talk about how that's working, or who would be an objective person to have on, someone who could look at it both sides, because the city is going to obviously going to say, oh, it's working great. We're, you know, saving a lot of money. And then, of course, the police who are there are not going to um, uh, say anything bad about it because their job that's their jobs. And then, obviously, on this, if you have a, a police officer or fireman on this side, person on this side, you know, they don't want to say anything because it's their job. And so who do you talk to to get a real honest assessment?
1: Well, of, you know, it's interesting. You know, you, you would say the residents, but as you just said, when the stuff hits the fan, if you have a fire department that's going to get called elsewhere and it's not – you aren't their priority, yeah. you know, if if and when that happens, that will be yeah. that will be well, where all about, things come,
2: come to light. It's all you about know? greater uh, good. It's all about greater good. And when you right. have um, uh, your own police and fire, the greater good is your community. If you are a county, the greater good is right. that county. Okay. Right. And so if you have this huge earthquake and the 105 collapse, they're pulling all of our people over to the 105. Right. right. They're not going to stick around here and right. and think about how we protect traffic or or you know or say you had the Watts riots. Okay? Yeah. Um uh, mm-hmm. they pull all of our resources over there and who's here to protect us? You know? Our businesses, you, you know, maybe I, yeah, well, a skeletal I, crew know, or something, a, but, a,
1: skeleton, a skeleton crew, yeah, yeah. Well, maybe a skeletal
2: yeah. crew, and uh, rather okay. than because you would send it, like in the forest fire on the on the fires up north and and Cleveland National Forest and all of that, we send people to those fires, but you send a couple of people or a few people, but you don't you don't send the bulk of your team. Whereas in this case, it would be you'd leave a couple of few people behind and you'd send the bulk of your team if you were a county, right.
0: That's my perception,
2: by the way. That's why I'd love to have someone on this show. And if anybody out there knows of someone who could talk to objectively about it, please call us. I would love to have someone on the show to talk about the pros and cons of of going county versus staying local.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, I know for a fact that um, on 9-11, all of those firehouses in uh, Manhattan and the Bronx and – They all went to ground zero, and I know because I have friends, firemen that were Mm -hmm. in uh, Nassau County, the Rockaways, Suffolk, that came into the city and went to the firehouses that were empty because all those firemen went down to ground zero. So it was like they pulled people from the outer areas to, you know, everybody that was near went to it, and then they brought in people to handle the firehouses that were empty because – right they will they were working on it so so and and we have similar stuff here um you know uh, what, what do they call it when you share resources uh
2: mutual aid
0: mutual
2: yeah aid? but I, I right and and we do that all the time you know that's yeah. the other thing right uh do you have still the same mutual aid relationship if we have our own fire and counties doing Hermosa, can we count? Can we call on Hermosa to help us out? That, I, I mean, where well,
1: that, that was one of know, the things. That was one of the things. I don't think there's a mutual aid uh, agreement the where they used to be. We really need um, to find both.
2: somebody to talk to. I, I yeah. would love to um, objectively figure out who we. You know, I can ask. Uh, we have a. I, uh, I still see Bob Espinosa, is a retired police chief, and. Um, Uh, I should ask him who would be a good person to talk to about that. Uh, Objective point of view.
1: Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's very, you got to be careful. It's so funny that you mentioned that I ran into Chief Metzger, the Redondo Fire Chief at an event last weekend. And I said, hey, you got to come on the show because as I said, I said, I want you to talk about this, you know, going county with the fire. And um, so I had contacted Monday morning. I said, hey, let me schedule for this day. He said, he said those, that time, eight to nine, he said, he you know that's a, mm. that's an important point in his day and he said he just can't do it so yeah i was like okay so we'll see we'll see if we can yeah yeah no we need to we need to find somebody that can as you said speak about it objectively because it doesn't seem like there can be an objective person you know that right. he's looking to the budget the people are looking to their safety right right uh i yeah i don't know i i honestly don't know
2: so and I'm not we'll even sure a fire chief, a retired fire chief, can be. You know, he'd probably send us to someone. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. It would
0: be interesting. There's
2: got to be a city planner or somebody with that kind of experience um, who could speak to it. Yeah. yeah. Or, yeah, or, or that,
1: maybe uh, somebody from another city that has already done it.
2: Well, but but who from another city? Well,
0: I mean, well, a, most a, most resident, people, a resident.
2: A resident. it's most of you, done issue. it. Right, right. But it's still it's the same issues. issue. You talk to the city, they're yeah. going to say, yeah, we yeah. love it. You're going to talk to the fire people, they're not going to say anything because that's their job. And the residents yeah. are going to say, yeah, we wish we had our local fire department. You know, I mean, you kind of yeah. already know what they're going to say. The best well, way is if you fire can fire find house. stats, if you can get stats on uh, – which they are are doing. I'm sure that all the cities are doing that, getting the stats of has the uh, 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 delivery – time, has the well, arrival times – Increase, yeah. you know, yeah. performance and all of that.
1: Well, they still have their firehouse in, in Hermosa.
2: Right, it's just it's just
1: just they have different yeah. badges on their uniforms. It's just not Hermosa Beach Fire. It's
2: well, yeah, LA but I, I, and that. But one of my questions would be: Is does it? Are we when you talk about mutual aid, for instance? Because it is the county. Is there now more of a bureaucracy where? They can't make the decision there on the fly. They have to go through a chain of command, and by that time, you know, the house is burned down or whatever. But I mean, they have to go through a chain of command to make any decisions. In other words, is it is there a lot more bureaucracy now involved in 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 making We need to happen? find
1: out. We need we need to find out. Yeah. You're right. We yeah. need to
2: yeah. talk to somebody. We need to talk to somebody. So we listen, you saw in my Happy Friday. Um, you know, I hope everybody is taking the poll because the city really is looking into uh, changing Sepulveda to PCH, and there's two, three pretty distinct camps, those that want to remain the same, uh, remain Sepulveda, those that want PCH, and then those who just don't care either way. Um, And so we did a grassroots uh, poll of businesses along Sepulveda at the chamber, turned that over to council. Council used it uh, when they had their discussion, and now council is – uh on their on the city website you can go and and weigh in whether or not you want the change to happen or you know leave it the, you know whatever you want but they're they so they're polling everybody that's for everybody and then they're also sending notices to all the businesses along Sepulveda to see what they think and then this will come up again in in September or no- early November I took the, maybe
1: I did the poll online I did the poll online sure. I voted I voted to keep it to, to make it PCH only because I like continuity Logistics,
2: right, and that's that's. that's, that's, for that's me. And it has
1: nothing to do with GPS. It has. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about. It was funny because I was up coming from. Uh, oh, I must have been the airport or something, and I, and I said, "Oh, PCH," and then I got to Manhattan and it was Sepulveda. I just hmm. like continuity. That's all it yeah. is
2: to it for no, me. that's uh, and, and and I would say, based on the polls that we did at the chamber, and we're not taking sides. You know, right, some people right. think we are. We're not taking sides. We're just presenting, you know, just the facts, ma'am. And it's pretty overwhelmingly in favor of making the change, simply for what you said—the logistics, the continuity, um, the. I understand.
1: You know, I know that Sepulveda, big family, big name, ton of history for Southern California. I I get all that. I get all that. Uh, but then again, Pacific Coast Highway is a pretty iconic name. You know, me personally, as I said, just continuity, but I, I see both sides. You know, there's there's a well, lot the
2: of next history. Well, <laughs> <time you laughs> the Con- office, next time you're at the office, I'll give you a copy of Jan's book about Sepulveda, okay. the history of Sepulveda, that she wrote, Jan Dennis, which is our local yeah. historian. Um, and what's interesting is I read it again, uh, looked, you know, looking at the, how it became Sepulveda and all of that, just to once again refresh my memory on that, and... You know, the, the Sepulveda family, the, the ranch itself was way up north in the valley. This was just a part of the edges of the of the ranch that came down through here. And so yeah. it was called Sepulveda, you know. Um but going back to the early nineteen hundreds, uh, they have been trying to uh link uh this with PCH, with Pacific Coast Highway and make it all Pacific Coast Highway. They've been doing that for yeah. They've been trying that for many years. So, I mean, there is, and I get where it's been Sepulveda, and people have grown up with Sepulveda, and that's fine. But, you know, uh, it's hard to hang your hat on, on the Sepulveda family when they lived way out in the valley. It would be like hanging your hat on someone who lives in Chatsworth. You know, right. um, it's hard to say that PCH is not a part of our history because they've been trying to link PCH up through the South Bay all the way, and they've done it, obviously, in some areas, uh, since the turn of the, the 20th century, uh, or turn yeah. of the 19th yeah. century. And um, yeah. so historically, and historically, we have had name changes. I mean, it used to be El Camino Real, and then it became Sepulveda in 1932. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's not like precedent isn't there either. And and then if if the mm-hmm. hotels and the restaurants and the, and people think that, you know, it it adds a, 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 it's a marketing benefit. Then fine. You know, if and if if uh, if small businesses feel that it's a hardship because I have to change stationery and all that, well, to me there's a you know there's a work around that too by right, lowering right. your business taxes or or license fees for for one license year, fees. yeah, you know things yeah. like that. Yeah, there's so, a way there's a way around it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so, so, but I think overwhelmingly get, it's going to, to be in favor of. I think overwhelmingly, it's going to be in favor of PCH.
1: Are you guys? Are you guys? Uh, do you have it on the agenda? Like for a vote, is will it go? How will that happen? It is.
2: I'm trying to remember. Was it later in September? It may be um, early November that it's going to be back on the agenda.
1: Okay.
2: Yeah. Would,
1: it, would that mm-hmm. be? Would that go to vote of the residents, or would it? Or would it be a city council decision?
2: A council decision.
1: Council decision. Okay. Absolutely. All
2: right. Council decision. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, you know, right. it's been up it's been before council before and we shot down, you know, they voted against it. So, um But All right. Where is the what, poll? What else? Where's the poll? For well, you go on to, to citymb.info, citymb.info um um you know www.citymb.info and look for the open uh open city tab, which is where you can vote on initiatives and and give you know weigh in on what you think and there'll be one for uh, renaming Sepulveda PCH. What do you think? And you take the the poll. Um, mm-hmm. And then uh, any businesses who are listening, uh, if they haven't already gotten something, we'll be getting something from the city asking for their opinion. So please weigh in. And and by the way, it's fine to say either way. You know, if you don't care, if you're a law office, you really don't care if it's PCH or to and then you know, there's a box for that too. So
1: Cool. Yeah. I like it.
2: Right. Um so, so I,
1: I wanted to I wanted to mention something uh we are going to be adding two new shows to the South Bay programming.
0: wow uh, mm. a,
1: Yes, we have a new executive producer, uh Ryan, how do you say it? Razon? Razon?
0: Razon. Razon.
1: LeBron. Okay, Ryan. LeBron. Not, not not LeBron Razan, it's Ryan Razan, <laughs> <laughs> And we're we're going to be doing a new show, a new legal show with uh DN Chase of Chase Law Group
0: yeah. in mm-hmm. Manhattan
1: Beach. And um uh, and another financial show uh with Chris Castigar from Credit First. Uh and and we are just in the process of ironing out all the details. And hopefully we're going to
2: start pretty soon with that. Um, it, they're going to well, be that's, on that's
1: Tuesday. That's awesome. Tuesday that's awesome. Yeah.
2: And we want yeah. to promote DN as much as possible. DN has been a fantastic uh, supporter of the Manhattan Beach Chamber Chase Law Group. And, uh, in fact, we did a seminar with her last night at WeWork. Her and Dan Stover, uh, we did a, a chamber yeah. seminar on um, – Uh, employees in the workplace you know keeping happy employees and and what you need to be aware of and and maybe how to engage your employees and things like that and a little bit about employee law which is why Dan was one of the presenters too and uh, really great with the way we set it up it was just a great casual discussion we had about we had a number of, of businesses there, and and then Dan and Dan were up front, and and they just talked, and and we just had you know raise your hand, and it was very casual, very nice, very warm, and uh, Dan did as always, never disappoints. She just did fantastic. She's a great presenter, a great speaker, and she's whip smart. So. Mm.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, we're very excited to be working with her. Very excited. Mm-hmm. Chase Group. We're, we're working on a name. We're working on a name for the show.
2: We got a lot of fun ones. So. Yeah, I will bet. <laughs> using the word chase. Yeah,
1: well, a bunch of different options. Have you been chased? You know, Maybe
2: you need a lawyer. <laughs>
1: Maybe uh, chased by the law, chasing the law. Yeah. I, yeah, I like right, chasing
2: right, right. the law. Chasing the law, something <laughs> like that. <laughs>
0: Yeah,
2: so uh, you we're, we're going to have a little come and talk relax about it. with us at the Chase Lounge talk show. Yeah, uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yeah, you don't. Well, here, you know, um, because here, here, you think about okay, truth and advertising. When you name a show like that, what we did a. Uh, it wasn't with Chase Law Group, uh, but we did a. Uh, we are going to do some things with with the uh, ad coming up though. Seminars uh, on copyright, trademark, things like that. But we did one with the Maloney Group, um, who are also big supporters of the Chamber, and we called it You Don't uh, – We t- the Chamber titled the seminar, You Don't Know What You Don't Know.
1: Right. Uh, that's a take off, um what's his name? Uh, the ex-Secretary uh, of State. That was a great line that he had. We know what we know, we know what we don't know, and we don't know what we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> Do, Donald, Donald, what? R- Donald, it was Donald. Donald Rumsfeld. Rumsfeld. Yeah. Oh, like he was okay. Well, in, and, and he was talking about, like, I think it was the Iran nuclear thing. The yeah. Yeah. WMD. Right. And he's like, you know, we, and it was a great speech. You know, it's, it's so funny. Sometimes I go back and I look it up on YouTube to watch it because the way you said it is so great. You know, I don't know if yeah. it was, if, if it was a, a prepared speech or if it was just off the cuff, but it's used a lot now. It's used yeah. a lot now. Well,
2: yeah. but that's what, you know, Deanne and and her staff will will point out. I mean, and and it's not the fun part of any business. Uh, certainly, isn't the fun part of any business, but it's important as you know, and just as important as learning how to use Instagram and Facebook. You know, so oh. otherwise well, you might. Much, I mean, Instagram and yeah. Facebook may not bankrupt you, but a mistake with one of your employees or a client or whatever could could bankrupt you.
1: Yeah, no. I had right. a meeting with Deanne a couple of months ago. I sat down with her and went, we went through a bunch of. Uh, if you own a business, you know how you need to protect yourself. You know everything from insurance to contracts mm-hmm. to you know all the employee stuff. Uh, it's there's there's a lot to know. Uh, she can she can pave the way for you. She can make it a lot easier than it mm-hmm. than it would be if you didn't ever help. So we're very very excited to be uh, to be working with her and we got to wrap this up. It's Labor Day weekend. Oh, my God!
2: it's Labor Day weekend. Um, I would like to say, speaking of Deanna, speaking of all those things you don't know what you don't know um yep. we 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 judge those seminars by when they walk out, they are scared to death and that's how, <laughs> you know, and I've got one coming up i'm 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 talking to a guy at the f b i and I've seen him in action, so i this guy's great ron um and I've seen him in action he's great presenter, personable is not your typical what you would envision a, a FBI guy G-man. up there uh, G-man. you know <laughs> yeah exactly and and he is going to be talking about cybersecurity and you will walk out of there scared to death oh yeah that's fun that sounds like unbelievable. fun unbelievable especially when you talk to someone like uh Keith uh, the CEO of of Connecta, when they get 250,000 uh uh attempts a day or a week uh, at trying to get oh, into hacking. their system yeah. hacking yeah. and and yeah. you know that's mm-hmm. the kind of we don't see that you know yeah but that's what yeah. they're up against mm-hmm. you know so anyway well, it's been, it, what a great it's what a great chamber chat i love chatting with you yeah. guys and i really thank you thank for you. uh uh being there for us to do this show uh, i really love doing it um and uh i think it's a real asset for we we need to make more noise about it. Right.
1: We will. Right. We will. All right, Joe. You got to wrap this up. We got 20 seconds.
2: We're we're
0: doing great, and we're looking forward to a a, a wonderful uh, Labor Day weekend. Uh, have fun, everyone. Be safe. Enjoy uh, walking around in Hermosa, and just uh, have fun. And uh, we'll see you soon. Goodbye, everybody. Happy Friday,
2: everybody. Have, Have a good week. Bye.
1: Bye. Respect. It's more than a word. It's an underlying principle of success and humanity. In the U.S. Army, respect is one of our foundation values. It's the reason we can overcome every obstacle and defeat every foe. So if you're interested in joining a team where respect is earned every day, consider joining our team. And now in addition to earning respect, you may qualify to earn up to $40,000 in bonuses. To find out more, go to goarmy.com forward slash bonus or call 1-800-USA-ARMY, paid for by the U.S. Army.